Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Responsible Entrepreneur podcast, where we talk with entrepreneurs who are changing industries, various social systems, cultural paradigms, and how we govern ourselves. So they cover a broad range of ideas. And if you want to know more about that, you can check the Responsible Entrepreneur book, which talks about how I see people doing that from 15 entrepreneurs I have uh, worked with closely. Well, welcome, David and Amanda. Please introduce yourself to our audience. Tell them enough about you that they can get a picture of how you live, what you're about, and what matters to you. Amanda, ladies first. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, my name is Amanda Ho. I'm the co-founder and brand director of Regenerative Travel. Uh, my background is in media and publishing. I used to run a travel and lifestyle magazine in New York City, and I have a really avid passion for, sustain for sustainability. Um, over the past six years, we've covered uh, topics related to anti-poaching in Africa and Kenya, and you know, documentary in Antarctica, and my interests have really developed to be passionate about inspiring people to be more involved in how to live consciously. Um, and when David and I met, about four years ago, we realized that we had a you know very similar passion in wanting to propel the regenerative travel concept. Um, and yeah, very excited to be here and share more about co the company. And you live in? I live between Hong Kong and New York. Right, okay. Born, born and raised in New York, but now in Hong Kong. I think that's a, a, an important piece of understanding how you think. I, I just wanted to check that out. David. Thank you, Carol. Uh, I am based in the San Francisco Bay Area, although I have uh, a very interesting project called Playa Viva. It's a uh, sustainable boutique hotel that operates in a regenerative way down in Mexico, near Zihuatanejo on the Pacific coast of Mexico. And um, my elevator pitch these days is that I'm a social and environmental impact entrepreneur and investor and focus a lot on real estate, including hospitality, and that's where Play Viva fits in. Uh, another area that I focus on is sustainable and renewable energy and energy finance, and what I call resilient food systems. But uh, my kind of passion project definitely is Playa Viva, and an outgrowth of that is how I got involved with Amanda, is this project, uh, Regenerative Resorts and Rege Regenerative Travel. And we should know a little more about that itself. Uh, the, Amanda called it the brand is regenerative travel. What does that mean? What does that include? And maybe a little bit about how it came into being. I'm going to leave it to you guys to pick who you think would answer things best. So you can reference one another or you can just speak up. Amanda, I'm going to let you go first always. <laughs> um, I feel like I should start. All right. story. Well, you know, the, the story for regenerative travel really came about because of the hotel that I apply Aviva, and we would have guests who would come and basically first say, you've ruined us uh, for travel. You, you check all of our boxes, even boxes we didn't know we have. And now that we've traveled this way, we really can't travel any other way. So where are the Playa Vivas of the world? And that really kind of had the light bulb go off that uh, really I didn't know where they were and I'd like to know how they are. And there was a business opportunity here to really begin to identify those properties that were doing what we were, which were 
uh, values driven around uh, providing a positive impact on the local community and environment while still providing a, a luxurious um, and um, a full experience for those guests, an immersive experience. And so that's really how regenerative travel and regenerative resort started was in trying to identify those other hotels. Um, part of the mission was to really create a set of best practices so that those hoteliers could finally get together and not just be what I call prisoners of our own paradise, but could be prisoners of each other's paradise and share those best practices. And then another area is a, an area of creating these um, economies of scale through marketing and sales and other opportunities where we could create a, a bigger brand. And, and that's where definitely Amanda has come in with her skill set. And I'd love for her to talk about that. Um, Amanda? No, definitely. Yeah. So the, you know, the second layer is economies of scale where we provide a marketing platform for all our properties to elevate their stories. And, you know, it's, it's really about storytelling and telling the consumer and showing the consumer how, how to travel in a more regenerative way. You know, if, you know, someone's looking to travel to, you know, destination, it's, it's really difficult for them to find these properties and understand how they're making an impact. So, you know, our goal with the brand and all the content that we produce and the way that we present the website and, and, and you know, telling these stories is to really show them that, you know, traveling in an eco-friendly way isn't this, you know, isn't this, you know, preconceived notion that, you know, potentially being more eco is not luxurious, not comfortable and not, you know, a beautiful experience. Um, we definitely realize that, you know, it's, it's difficult for these people, you know, for clients to find these hotels that so we've put together, you know, we have 33 resorts growing you know, rapidly in terms of recruiting properties, but, you know, we're, we're putting together this curated list of hotels to make it easy for people to identify these properties and, you know, make it easier for them to travel to these places. Um, you know, it started with resorts. Now we're putting together itinerary. So full, full week, full week experiences where someone can book an entire trip with us, keeping with re, keeping with the regenerative resorts and also with values aligned to our operators and travel agents. Great. Wow. All right. Now I see why you call it a brand because it does have many offerings that are interrelated within it. One of the things that occurs to me as I'm listening to you is you use the word regenerative, you know, quite uh, offhandedly because it's who you are and how you think. But I'm not sure everyone would know what you mean when you say regenerative travel and how you would differentiate that from some other things like sustainability or conservation. Um, could you give a little hint on that, that question? Amanda, you're going to want me to talk on that again? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's interesting, Carol. Amanda and I had this conversation just a few days ago um, because we're in the process of uh, putting up uh, a new version of our website. And really, I, I think what we got down to were, were a couple of things. One is, you know, how, this it came around to discussing how is it that we actually identify what is a regenerative resort? I mean, there's no regenerative standard out there, right? It's not uh, like there's some imprimatur yet to, to provide that. And the way Amanda and I go about finding these hotels is we really begin to look at 
uh, other than just through you know recommendations of folks we trust, we look at the core values of the owners of the hotel. And if their core values are really aligned around making a positive impact, both environmentally and socially, you know, and I, I use the, that dichotomy, but I think from a regenerative standpoint, it's really looking at things from a whole systems perspective. And if we see those values in the owners, then we know it perpetuates throughout the rest of the operations of the hotel. That's one of the areas we look at. I think the other area related to how we pick properties is also from an aesthetic standpoint, um, in the sense that uh, from a story of place, that the property be of place, that it honor place, that it um, integrate people into place and create a seamless uh, interaction for travelers. I mean, we're, we're, we're tourists every day in how we live. We're just you know tourists in our own house or in our own backyard or our own neighborhood. Um, and so how is it that we take our uh, experience and bring it into an area that is foreign to us, yet still aren't foreigners in that experience, but try to experience it in a much more integrated and honoring of that place? So I think those are some of the core components that we talked about related to values, not only of the hotel owners, but I think the values of the travelers in coming in with honor and respect and a desire to truly understand and integrate um, and not want to dictate, but kind of uh, co-evolve, co-create and coexist. I hope that wasn't too windy or too much. Well, I, I, it helped me. So I, I think it was about right. Amanda, <laughs> would you add anything to that? And I'm, I'm particularly, Wondering because I think there used to be sustainability resorts, right? Sustainable travel. And you worked in that world. Can you add any more about why this is not at least just sustainability, why it really is different? What what separates it out? Yeah, we you know we would have to realize that there's a lot of, you know, greenwashing happening in the hospitality industry at the moment. You know, a lot of hotels are realizing that sustainability is, you know, the trending term, you know, that everyone needs to be more, you know, quote unquote sustainable. But we, you know, we realize that it's difficult for the consumer to understand what that really means. So, you know, when we say regenerative, it's it's really showing them that when they travel to these places and stay at these hotels, that they're actually contributing to the whole ecosystem and making the making it better. Um something that we also, you know, look at is you know, when is, is that the resorts provide immersive experiences that are very sensitive and, you know, provide a deep sense of place and understanding to, you know, to, to the location beyond just, you know, just a, you know, fluffy interaction between the client and the community. Um, so we definitely look at hotels that bring a total immersion to educate and inspire guests to you know really bring back what they're learning home home with them and you know to add to that carol i, I don't think there's anything wrong with green or sustainable no. other than the fact that it's a step in the right direction but it's not going to get us where we need to be yeah right 
Well, let me just offer one idea and then I will go back to a question. You talked about there wasn't a standard, but you know, there is a very ancient history through indigenous peoples about what it means to work regeneratively. And if you go look at their language, they have that term. And I was raised by half Mohawk grandparents. And as a result of my upbringing, I formulated seven first principles. They're not standards because the nature of regeneration itself, as you said, David, has to be unique to each place that you have to work with its story, but you can't certify either. But I have found people able to, and I've written about it quite a bit, able to use those seven first principles as a powerful way to communicate and yet each one be distinctive and differentiated. So for what it's worth, it might uh, provide a little way to have conversations with folks and uh, pull folks in. Carol, I, I thanks for bringing that up. I, I want to add that I, I have those seven principles printed and on my wall. Um, and I use them to remind me of how when I talk to our team and our staff and how to really remind them to think deeper and to really take those uh, principles into consideration. Right. Um, I picked them up when I was at one of your conferences when uh, Playa Viva was lucky enough to be awarded. Yeah. Um, so maybe you'll want to mention that. Um, you know, but I do appreciate uh, your considering Playa Viva for an award. Well, and I didn't personally do it. I do sponsor the Regenerative Business Summit and the Regenerative Business Prize, but we have an incredibly prestigious jury that moved you first a set of reviewers, which unanimously moved you into one of the honors. With the, we have six honorary categories, and one of them is commuting, and moved you without question in. And then our jury, what they said about you is, it's really hard to work in the world of building, extending community development, helping commune with living systems. And what we saw in Playa, what they saw in Playa Viva was your lack of desire to colonize other people with your ideas, that you were really building it from the ground up. So it is worth mentioning. In fact, the prize just opened again today. And if people want to go look, they can nominate themselves and they would be creating conversations about the seven first principles, plus it'll be in my new book, one little ad for me, The Regenerative Life. But let me get back to you and the regenerative travel brand. We yes. have talked quite a bit so far about what it's like to stand in the shoes of your brand and the people who have resorts, including you, David, and bringing them in. Let me ask a question that comes a bit from the consumer's shoes, people who are trying to decide where to go. Um, what does it mean to them to travel regeneratively? I mean, how do you make choices? And because you talk about other things you do besides just the magazine, the communication, how do you connect with them around what they think traveling regeneratively means? Well, I'll speak to one part, the guest part, and then I'll let Amanda speak to the kind of the second part of um, connecting with them. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, what we got from our guests was this comment of you check all of my boxes, even boxes I don't didn't know I had. And I think, you know, what are those boxes? Because I think that helps define what the traveler is looking for from a regenerative standpoint. And, you know, what we got were things like immersed in nature, and farm to table programs so that there's a consciousness about food and where food is coming from. 
and that there was a wellness component that we we're really looking at the whole person and their wellness, um, that there was this sense of community and connecting community at different levels, the community of the guests, the community of the guests and the staff, the community uh, that is outside us and in, including all that and then the community of those who want to be part of it. Um, I think there was uh, the turtle sanctuary that we have on site and how that integrates into uh, protecting biodiversity and promoting biodiversity. So um, those were many of the kinds of, of things that people were looking for that they found in a place like ours. I mean, the, the list goes on. And so I, I think travelers who come to Playa they're being attracted because of that checkbox. And then they want to know, okay, where else are those places? Because they are hard to find. Um, you know, when I look to travel with my family, it's like, okay, where are we going to go? Because I can't always take to Playa Viva because <laughs> it's, it's full. Uh, plus, when I go there, I'm working and I'm not I'm on vacation. And so, you know, that's where um, the work comes in, in then identifying that checklist and then how to reach them. And I'll let Amanda kind of address that part. Yeah, you know, I, you know, with our new website, we're really excited about unveiling, unveiling version two of it. It's, you know, it's a, a comp compilation of putting together all of our, all of our resorts and also, you know, these vetted travel experiences that, you know, David mentioned that, you know, that hit all these values and items that people are looking for when they're, you know, looking to travel in this way. Um, you know, we use, you know, social media, you know, definitely a brand driven by social media. We, we realize that millennials these days are very visually driven. Um, so it's like, you know, we don't look to push, you know, push sustainability in a way that's preaching. Um, I think we look to inspire and to illustrate stories from each one of our hotels, whether it's about the staff or the social impact impact projects they're working on or the environmental initiatives. Um, you know, the, the magazine that we produced annually is a big part of that, where we, you know, put together this annual coffee table magazine that showcases the best stories from all of our hotels around the world that dives deeper into, say, a seaweed project that uh, our hotel in Belize is working on, called Hamanasi with the Nature Conservancy, or the work that, you know, Playa Viva is doing with the Turtle Sanctuary. Um, we really look to inspire clients to travel to these places and show them how, you know, their individual visit can make an impact. It's definitely less, you know, doom and gloom in terms of, you know, you need to travel in this way because of climate change. And, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, definitely, I think, you know, people aren't looking, you know, people are looking for a vacation and, you know, maybe a luxury holiday. It's definitely, you know, we're looking to inspire and, you know, to incentivize them to travel in this way instead of, you know, picking a destination or a hotel that isn't doing the work. So, you know, Car um, Carol, Carol if, I can, if I can add to yeah. that, you know, for the longest time, I, I had a hard time talking about Playa Viva because I would say, well, Playa Viva is a sustainable boutique hotel. And at that moment, it gets categorized. It gets boxed. Yeah. And so finally, after reading what other people were saying about Playa Viva, I realized that what I need to say is Playa Viva is more than a hotel. It's a project, I think is what somebody called it. Yeah. And I think what that begins to get at is it's hard to describe the essence of what a place like Playa Viva does. And it's hard to do that, not just for Playa Viva, but for, for the other Playa Vivas of the world. And that's the real challenge I think that we have is that, you know, all these traditional media that we have, and even, you know, website and Instagram, 
it's all about, you know, trying to move beyond just those individual little categories of it's a hotel, this is the price, this square feet, this number of the rooms, whatever, to here's the essence of what the values are behind the people that are doing it and the whole picture of the impact that they're making. And that that's a it's a tough thing to do, but that's the challenge for for Amanda and what we're doing with all the messages and media that we put out there. So both of you mentioned the word website 10 times, I was counting, and you've never given a URL. What's up? How do people find it? Then I've got some more questions. Uh, it's, it's just regenerativetravel.com. Okay, I was guessing that was the case, and most <laughs> people would, but part of letting people know how to find you is making sure, and we'll give that again at the end, the regenerativetravel.com. I want to step in two other... Thank you for that, Carol, by the way. You're welcome. Two other sets of shoes. So we've talked a little bit about travel. Your regenerative travel is a brand and what you see in a brand. We've talked a little bit about the consumer, but there are other resorts which you're seeking to build. It sounds like a community or a member or something. What is that? And what would they get out of coming to join you on, in yeah. that or whatever it is? Could you speak to that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, the, I mean, today you've got uh, big brands, you know, the Marriott's of the world. Um, there's also these smaller collection brands. Um, I remember going on holiday with my folks and staying at the small leading hotel of the world somewhere. And it's, it was a boutique hotel, but there was a book on the coffee table there. And I would leaf through that book and see all these great little properties. And so that's what we're building here is a, is a collection of independent properties that can all be branded under this umbrella brand because they share these core values. And um, I think that's key to what we're doing. One of the, one of the first followers uh, within this collection is a hotel called Hamanasi that Amanda already mentioned that's based down in Belize. And I remember the first time I met the owners of it, uh, uh, Dave uh, came over and he must have grilled me for two hours, wow. Carol, just to find out if my values were in the right place. And I, you know, I think it's because he had been working so hard on doing what he's doing and doing it the right way that he didn't really believe there were other hotels like that out there that were as dedicated to what he was doing, or in some cases more. And what, you know, at the end of the conversation, he was like, okay, you passed, right? But right. what we learned is there are some areas that he's really strong in that, that, well, he, that their hotel is really, really strong in. And there are other areas that they may have some weaknesses in. And similar with us, we may have some areas that we have weaknesses that are their strengths, and we have some areas that are strengths that are their weaknesses. And so together as this collection, this is this kind of sharing of best practices, we can really create a much stronger um, uh, solution amongst all of us. You know, this is the rising of, of the tide brings all, all rises all boats. Um, so David, if one of these resort people who would like to grill you for a couple of hours to find out if it's worth getting to you, do they also go to regenerativetravel.com? Do you want to email you? How do you want to have a conversation? Because I have people from all over the world who listen to this and most of them are business people. Somebody's going to want to grill you. How do they find you? Uh, definitely the same way. Go to regenerativetravel.com. Uh, um, they can reach Amanda. Amanda, do you mind if I give out your email address? 
Oh, no, of course. Uh, um, is it Amanda Ho? Yeah, it's, at, uh, it's Amanda at regeneratravel.com. Um, if, you know, if, if we have a hotel that's interested in joining, there is a hotelier application form on the website where they can submit to apply or, you know, if anyone also has a recommendation for a hotel that they're interested in submitting that we should look at, we know we're definitely always looking for suggestions and recommendations of places to look at. So, you know, definitely look forward to hearing from the community and if there's any, you know, any, any other suggestions out there for us. Great. I'm always up for a two hour grilling, especially. If I, I know, I know you are. I've done it with you <laughs> and you with me. So that's right. great. I have one other set of questions, which is to back up a little bit and put what you're doing in context of what's kind of going on in the world right now. Yeah. So regenerative travel is a fairly new term, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know whether there's an industry, how big it is, what you're a part of in the bigger industry, and maybe even what's really changing in that industry. Are the big brands jumping in? Or are they, mm -hmm. I know Amanda said a bit of greenwashing, um, maybe a lot of greenwashing, but give us, give me a context for what's going on, and the listeners, sure. for what's going on in of you in an industry and you as a niche in an industry. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I think the first comment, and I don't have to tell you this or to your listeners, that to a lot of people, they have a hard time even saying the word regenerative. That it doesn't roll off the tongue smoothly yet. And even for that matter, that the concept hasn't been fully grokked, as I first heard from some of my regenerative friends, as to what it means. But I think it, as, as kind of the overall industry, uh, we are seeing a lot more use of regenerative in several business categories. And you probably see this as well. I think a big one that I've seen a lot of um, attention in is in agriculture that we're seeing a regenerative agriculture standard coming about, that people really are moving from organics and sustainable and some of those others into really looking at, okay, how does agriculture fit into the whole system of the uh, agriculture communities that they're affecting, the ecosystems that they're affecting? That's a big one. Um, we're seeing a lot more kind of in business as a whole, um, but, Travel, I think, is one that's going to move fairly quickly. I don't think a lot of the big brands are, are there yet. Um, I think some of the big brands are doing great things in that space um, as far as moving from green to sustainable. You know, the good news, Carolyn, you probably know this as well as I do, is sustainability is good for business. It's good for the bottom line to a certain extent. You know, it's not just about saving water with the towels, but uh, there's so many other things that can improve upon the bottom line operations of a business. So I think that many of the big brands have made a step in that direction. Um, I think the next layer really is, is to move beyond just that kind of business look at sustainability uh, from an operational standpoint to a more systemic perspective about how, how it affects how it works. So um, I think we'll get there over time and hopefully we are uh, thought leaders in the space. Uh, I, you know, Amanda, I'm gonna, you know, 
call you out here, but yeah, you know, Amanda was very skeptical at first about us using regenerative and regenerative brand, but the more time she really has spent in the impact space and with folks who are aware of this term, the more she is 100% convinced, and tell me if I'm wrong, Amanda, that we are spot on. No, that's um, correct. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing I would add here too is one of the things that's really surprised us, Carol, is the aspirational nature of the brand. Yeah. When, when we talk to other brands, they want to be part of it because we are, uh, as, we're regenerative and we are aspirational to their brand. We bring a positive spin to their brand. And that, I, that surprised me more than I, you know, the impact of it was a lot larger than I thought it would be. That's wonderful. Um, I, I was laughing, uh, you talking about Amanda struggling with the term because I've been using it for 43 years uh, in correlation with business and I have a site called the Regenerative Paradigm uh, and I couldn't get my first book through a publisher to have the word regenerative in it. They wanted to call it beyond sustainability. They had a million names and I finally had the subtitle Reimagining Sustainability and now it, my current publishers who I've moved beyond, I have my fifth book out shortly, which has it probably displayed and they agreed it's in the mainstream, which to tell you the truth scared me to death because uh, I'm kind of where you are about what's happening to the concept. Um, but I want to take this even one level higher and this will be my major last question. This sits in the context of the need, the urgency, of something called ecological health and societal functioning. Like, can democracies function? Can ecosystems be healthy? How important is the idea of regenerative travel in that bigger challenge that we're facing? How would you describe your place um, in that world? Amanda, I'll let you go first on this one, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I'd say that, you know, recently with Australian bushfires, I've you know, other other events like the Amazon, Amazon burning this year, but especially with Australian bushfires right now. I mean, I've seen such, you know, an overwhelming response on social media from, you know, everyone posting about, you know, donating and needing to respond. So I definitely am seeing with, you know, these current events that are happening around the world an increase in you know, just my peers and, you know, a lot of people just getting more activated and, you know, realizing the urgency of needing to be more engaged and aware of, you know, what is happening, you know, like due to climate change. So I definitely, you know, it, we're, it's, you know, a very unfortunate, obviously, that, you know, to see these, and to see these fires happening, but it's also, you know, a a positive affirmation on our side to know that people, you know, are getting more activated and need and need to respond. So I, I think that the market, and especially you know our generation, millennials are are increasingly more aware of their need to, you know, change their behavior and the way that they you know consume and you know control their you know control their their actions with their dollar and how they spend their money and also, you know, how they can do that through travel. Um, so I, definitely, you know, I think tapping into that understanding and that mindset is something that we're looking to really, you know, to do in terms of being able to, you know, to target these 
conscious, you know, what we call the conscious consumer and the tra- conscious traveler, definitely see that segment in the market increasing in awareness and you know, something that we're definitely, you know, excited about in terms of, you know, being able to activate that mindset. Great. David, do you want to add anything to how important this is? Yeah, uh, Carol, that's a great question. Super question. Um, it is very, very important. And, you know, I think there, we, we can cause change at these massive levels top down or at an individual level, person by person. And the decisions that we make on a day-to-day level on how we act and behave to create a more healthy society, a more healthy world, that's up to us. And those actions can then influence other people around us person to person. And when we travel, we have this really amazing opportunity to get out of our daily routine and to become somebody new and to develop new habits and to see how we can change and transform. One of the core values of Playa Viva core principles is creating transformational experiences. And hopefully that's what we've done. And I, and I recently had a conversation with two guests who brought up examples of that through their stay at Playa Viva, that by staying with us, it made them think differently about how they were going to behave and act when they got home. And so I think that if we can help people who are interested in making that change or to bring people in who might be open to being that change and through creating regenerative travel, opening up these properties, opening up these itineraries, opening up these travel suppliers who are working to do great things locally and can create that transformation and change that we can be part of making the world a better place. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me and and being so open about what you're doing and thoughtful. Let's tell people one more time how they can reach you, uh, how they can review, and, you know, what the best way is if they have questions. How do you want them to do that kind of outreach? You can just go to www.regenerativetravel.com. If you want to reach me or David, you can contact me directly at amanda at regeneratively.com. And yeah, we're looking forward to hearing any feedback we have. On yeah, I, w- I would add to that also. Uh, we haven't uh, signed up for our newsletter, signed up for emails. We're not going to send a lot out, but just enough to keep you posted. And if you want to copy the magazine, you can also uh, request that online as well. And that will be annual to begin with. And then after that, uh, more often. So there's another ways in which to kind of stay connected. Well, I think you're up to some really good things, and I really appreciate you agreeing to come and have this conversation, and uh, I look forward to staying up to date myself and finding out what else happens next. Thanks, David and Amanda. Thank Thank you. you.